Welcome back to Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me, as always, he's in that other box. He's Andy Asimakis. How are you, Andy? I'm in a good mood. How are you? I'm in a very high energy okay. mood. Okay. Why? Correct. Why? Because there's like good shit on the docket. I played a really good game recently that I'm anxious to discuss. Oh, okay. And there's awesome peeps in the chat, so it's always it's always fun, always always good. And what chat is that, Andy? I'll tell you what chat that is. That's our live chat when we record this show live every Tuesday night on Twitch.tv/dualscreenstreams, and later you can watch the show on YouTube.com/dualscreenstv, or you can listen to the audio version on our po- on your favorite podcast service of choice. Just search Dual Screens Podcasts. It's very simple. A baby can do it. Um, Andy. Yes, Stephen. Sometimes people want to hook us up with a couple bucks because we like yes, to uh, support indie developers, buy their games, do giveaways, go cover conventions, etc. And folks, if you're listening to this or you're watching this for the very first time, it's so simple. You could support us too by going to patreon.com slash NDS podcast, just like our Patreon producers, Colton the Apprentice Nestler, FNH Paul, and Vegas Girl on fire we cannot continue to grow without all of your support so we do thank you very 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 much andy it's now time to slip into something comfortable and that thing comfortable is the adventures in gaming what do you got well for me a little a little known game was released on friday the very little known franchise yes yeah much well, ignored franchise. Yes. Yeah. Metroid. So I uh, picked up Metroid Dread. And my first thing was, oh, I got to play through Fusion. Just so I'm fully caught up on. Really? Series. That's what you did? Okay. Because <laughs> I think I left off on, I finished all the primes, which my, my mistake was save the primes for when part four is almost going to come out. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, a, I'm a big, dumb, stupid. Yeah, head. you played them all, didn't you? Right. So I was like, I got to finish Fusion. That's a great game. That's like an afternoon, really, when you think about it. It's a really short game. It's also the most linear metric game of the bunch. So I did that. Love that, as always. And then I played Dread. Mm. And it was just this beautiful, amazing piece of art that it really shows you what a non-Nintendo developer can do with a Nintendo IP when nintendo has a hands-on involved approach case in point mercury steam who made this game also did some castlevania games right one one which was great and two which were poop okay and i think the idea there was konami said listen your game has a gothic feel to it 
We're going to slap Castlevania on this. We'll trust you. It's contract work. Just get the thing done and we'll sure. pay you. You had some success. Great. Make a part two, make it, make a DS version and we'll be all Gucci. But there's no oversight. There's no, this feels wrong for our intellectual property. And oh. that's why I think those games kind of went in the end. And we never saw any more of that franchise from Mercury Steam. And then they did Metroid. You got Samus Returns, which was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And now Dread, which is Dread is like what I always wanted in the Metroid game. Something that was like really pushing towards full-on horror in the franchise. And yeah, that's, that's, like, that's what I heard. chasing you around yeah. is whew, telling you, man, they, this, I think this is my favorite Metroid game. What? Like ever. What? And, and I, and I love a, a lot of them. I hold them in high regard, and yeah, this is like my favorite one. My favorite part is when Samus gets really frustrated and goes, mm. I am the law. Mm. That's my favorite part. <laughs> it's the best part, dude. <laughs> I am the law. Best um, I, I am looking forward to eventually playing that game. Um, mm-hmm. So he, here's something you may not know about me. Yes. I feel like you do know it though. Yes. Super Metroid's the only Metroid I ever beat that's 2D. Um wow. Metroid and Super Metroid are the only two Metroids that I ever side scrolling Metroids that I ever played. Got it. So didn't play two, didn't play four. And I beat Metroid Prime. And did Oh, okay. But I did of, not of, of the primes. Yes. I played Metroid Prime two, never beat it, and I did not play mm. Metroid Prime Three. Which I believe was Echoes, mm. or is that Hunters? Echoes is Hunters was the DS version. That's right, Hunters. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Echoes is two, and then Corruption is three. Okay. Um. So yeah, you have a lot. Yeah. To play. So. I didn't, yeah, I didn't play any any of those. So I think what. Yeah. I wasn't a huge Nintendo guy when mm-hmm. Metroid kind of hit its real stride on the portable in the you know GBA. DS era like I kind of I knew Metroid as the first as Metroid and Super Metroid and then like Metroid Prime and then it disappeared from my life forever mm-hmm. Um, so but I'm looking forward to to playing it because it seems like it's learned a lot from the genre because the genre moved on right past Metroid for yes it these did. last five or six years for sure you know what it's it's you know how Bloodstained was just, it was very Symphony of the Night formula. It didn't try to right. break that mold, yeah. which was broken by Hollow Knight and so many other games before it. Right. This game shatters the Metroidvania like mold and really tries to, to do new things, mm. exciting things. And that's why I love it so much. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I have a full-blown addiction, Andy. Bro, what is happening? Um, <laughs> not since City of what Heroes is, have I been what fully is going on to an MMO like I am addicted Shit. to New World. I'm scared. I'm scared for you. Um, I'm scared for falling into this this pitfall of this game. So, yeah, <laughs> I want to no, play other shit. <laughs> so here's the thing. I my problem is mm-hmm. that 
I haven't found a game since Kena that I've been dying to play. So I haven't had a reason oh, to pull yeah. me away from New World right now. Mm. Um, Like... I'm not intrigued enough. And plus I don't really have the money either. Like that's the other thing. Mm -hmm. The new world was gifted to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I have plenty of indie games that I, that I need to catch up to and, and, and play with, you know, and play. Um, So I'll be doing that as well uh, in the coming weeks. Um, But new world, man, it just, I think it was made specifically for people who like to play open world RPGs with a mm-hmm. gajillion side quests. I don't necessarily think it's really create like it, it there are there is uh like party based dungeon crawling and expeditions or um you know high level content. There's there is that stuff which is what drives MMOs usually. Um but the thing that really makes up most of this game are it has survival elements without the surviving part so it's a lot of foraging a lot of crafting a lot of doing all of that stuff and the purpose for it is you level up your character with everything you do like a skyrim Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but you can make things for yourself or you can make things and sell it but it has so the map constantly has things to do it'll be like here's a couple of blue things I'll right click and track that quest. Here's a couple of yellow ones. I'll track those. And you're just exploring like, oh shit, iron. Yay. I, I mined iron. Oh, a, a tree. Yeah. I knocked down a bunch of trees. I got some wood now. And like, as you're doing this, you're just leveling up, leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. And the weapons level up, your weapon abilities level up based on which weapons you use. And, and those are basically the classes. But I like kind of made my own class. I'm kind of like a weird dragoon character because i am using a spear Mm. and i have a life staff so like i'm a healer spear character Mm -hmm. high dps but also can heal but i have like i'm a glass cannon like i have no Mm. health so like i'm i'm kind of playing that way but i think there's always something the carrot at the end of the stick is always directly in front of your face and then mm-hmm. there's another carrot right in front of it and another carrot in front of that. And it's just a line of carrots just standing in front mm-hmm. of you. And you're like, I got one. I got one. I got one. I got one. It's like the oh, Witcher, no. except you could play it with your friends. It's That's really what it is. Yeah. It's just <laughs> constantly hitting your cerebellum, releasing serotonin. And it's just like, yay, you did it. Yay, you did it. Yay, you did it. Numbers are going up. Sounds are happening. You're, get, you're unlocking something. You're finding something. It's got the Diablo loot loop. It's oh. got the Skyrim exploration and leveling up of your skills. It has Mm. survival elements of say Valheim, which I really liked. Um, It's, it's got combat kind of like a, a Witcher. It's a got, it's Witcher like combat really is what Mm. it is. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, it's hack and slash, but it's, it's more like you have to parry or dodge and, you know, mix, mix and match your, your different weapon styles and stuff. Um, you could put oils on your weapons. There's, it's 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 surprisingly deep. The world is cool. It's not blowing me away. Like I'm not totally in love with everything because it seems very run of the mill, you know, zombie like creatures, skeletal guys. Um, right. I'm not really blown away with that yet, but I'm only, um, well, I say only, but I'm like halfway to the level cap. Um, but I also haven't been doing any main quest quests. I'm literally just running around doing all this side bullshit. Um. <laughs> The one of the cool mechanics of it, and and it's something that 
is really interesting, especially for PvP players. So there's PvE and PvP. You could like decide which, if you want to do PvP. Um, and so there's factions, and these factions are are um, depending on where you're doing missions, what city you're doing missions in, what territory you're doing missions in. You're getting faction tokens in that territory, and eventually mm. a faction will be able to take over that territory. And when you do, you could set thing, you could get money from the other factions because anything that they do costs them money. So mm. like if they're going to craft, it costs them money and that money goes to your city, goes to like the faction, goes to the taxes, gets, you know, spread out to the, um, I, I don't know exactly how it gets, it gets spread out, but you're basically taxing the other players mm. to, to function in this, the town you took over. Oh, wow. Um, so like you like I could be like, all right, I see a lot of of another faction in this city and we still have the city, but it looks like we're going to lose it. Is it better if I go to a city we don't have that has a lot of my faction running around in it doing quests, abandon this this town, let this one fall. But then again, that's the town that I have the highest level like crafting or whatever because it's all town specific so it's got a really cool little little loop for that um i'm level 29 right now let me ask you a quick question Mm -hmm. do you see this game given its immense popularity and impact being a game of the year contender yeah actually i do um it's it's personally it's not like a my game of the year contender i think this is a I'm thinking like how Fortnite became a game of the year. Yeah. In that's realm. Like yeah. The, by, by those standards, I feel this could also kind of like um, lean that way. If they, if they can prove that they are not going to abandon the game and add mm-hmm. meaningful content before the year's end and we're getting close mm-hmm. to the year's end, if they could mm-hmm. add something, it doesn't have to be a huge world expansion, but maybe mm-hmm. just show like a right now it, the skins are very limited. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you, you have to use real world money or you do like Twitch drops or stuff like that. Um, you can earn some currency to do things, but like maybe if they add something to make characters more individual from each other, something on either on the cosmetic side or customization side or, even maybe a new weapon to play with. If they could show that they are going to truly support the game by constantly giving something new, even if it's small things at mm-hmm. a time, I think it will definitely be in the conversation for, for game of the year. Cause it does everything it wants to do really well. Um, it was said, and I believe it was perjur that said it, but this is what, I would want an Elder Scrolls online game to yeah. be. And I think mm-hmm. I said that last mm-hmm. week too. Yes. But yes. it's 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 got that that's the vibe it's I got. I wish the so, F, you know, I'm not really into the whole pirate theme, colonialism, like I'm not really into that aesthetic. It's, it's a lot of um a lot of brown coats and gray and kind of muddy. Um and then as you as you level up like the worlds, the towns you go to are a little bit more diverse, there's a lot more color. Mm-hmm. But the characters themselves, they just don't stand out to me right now. Like everybody mm-hmm. has the same skins. You can mm-hmm. dye your clothes, but it really doesn't look great. Like most of them look kind of just another shade of brown, just like a green brown. Um, Lovely. <laughs> but I digress. Andy, 
What have we got in the indie news update? Well, speaking of game of the year contenders, friend of the show, let's build the zoo. Let's build the zoo. Is out on November 5th. Oh, boy. I can't wait for people to play that game. I can't wait. Fucking splicing. Listen to that show. Or some zoo animals. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Um, And that takes us into the dual screens. Oh, that's it. You just wanted to give a little uh, update. One and done. Okay. All right. Very good. Very, very good. So you've been playing Metroid Dread and apparently a lot of people are. Dude, this makes me so goddamn happy. So Metroid has, it's not a historically huge number doer for Nintendo. I think as far as their marquee like IPs go, like, yes, folks know Samus, but she don't sell that well compared to like a Mario or a Kirby or a Link or a Zelda for Nintendo. Know your audience, man. Right. But Metroid Dread is doing sensationally. Sensational. And ju- judging by the sales in the UK, which is the third largest market for games, mind you. Uh, let's do some quick recap here. Metroid Dread, after one week, is already the eighth best-selling Metroid game and sixth in terms of revenue and has already outsold Samus Returns. Okay. It has outsold a 3DS game, which was it way more 3DS in the market when this game was released, and it was cheaper than Metroid Dread. Wait, they, they don't mean the, the remake on Switch? So Samus Returns was the remake of Part 2 on the 3DS. The, oh, they're not talking about the one that they remade on 3DS for... Oh, wait. You're right. It was only on 3DS. I thought they yes, did that on Switch, too. On, okay. No, no, it was yeah, only yeah, yeah. on 3DS. That's yeah. right, because I, I... That's the only reason why... <coughs> excuse me. That's the only reason why didn't my 3DS you, is still... Didn't you borrow that from me? No, I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, and then the pandemic... So, oh yeah, that's right. And, and we never did. Holy so it's shit, sitting, it's, right. my 3DS is still sitting in my work drawer. Right. And one more point on this uh, bit of news is that in terms of revenue, so launch numbers are a little behind Metroid Prime, which was again a huge game on the GameCube. This is the in terms of revenue, the highest grossing Metroid game launch so far in a week. Mm-hmm. So this is big numbers for Metroid Dread. And I have high hopes for part four, for Prime 4 to come out sometime soon because that's going to sell even more than this, I feel. It's it's really weird that Nintendo looks at Metroid and like Star Fox as... You want to call it B tier, maybe even C tier? You know, yeah, they're like, they're in this weird, like, black sheep category, I feel, of Nintendo franchises. Like, I think you can throw even Punch Out in that same category, where it's like people know them, like F Zero. They love them, but they don't do numbers. And it's like, well, Animal Crossing sells like a quadrillion units in a day. We're not going to invest in a new Metroid. Mm. Or like even even Mario Kart, it can't even get a a part nine because eight deluxe is doing so well. So it's all about sales for them. And thankfully, this means we're going to get more Metroid in the future. It's a lock in. Well, 
the reason why I brought that up is that mm. they they put such a focus on Samus as a tentpole in the in the Smash Bros. Like right game, yeah. Like she so like gets- they they know that she's important. Like she mm-hmm. like they know that because she's but, legacy. She's legacy Nintendo. But by but by putting so much thought and love into her in Smash Bros, they're keeping her relevant rather than legacy. Like they're like right for for me like a legacy Nintendo character is like a Game and Watch. Like well, we're right. not playing Game and Watch. We're not making those anymore. Seriously, yeah. Or but then again, Ness. You know, like those are legacy characters that you're not going to do anything with. So you give them all the love in the world in this. But like mm-hmm. you can take and they're obviously doing it. We're getting two of them and you know, in the span of a year, I assume, or two years. Mm-hmm. You're you're taking them. You're taking Metroid, the Metroid franchise, and you're at least putting it out in the universe and letting hope. I hope they just get it, or at least some return on their investment on it mm-hmm. so that they could at least see that there's some value there. Um, right. The audience and, is older. Yes. F- for Metroid. It just is. Mm-hmm. Um, it always has been. Um, those games were not easy for kids. Like it was not mm-hmm. easy for me as a kid to understand the concept of going backwards. You know, it was, right. it wasn't easy. Uh, Blaster Master wasn't That's easy for me. Right. It wasn't until I was like a preteen that I really understood how the game Meanwhile, functioned. We got like three new Blaster Master games in the same time frame before we get a new Metroid right, to a new right. science really game. Yeah. But I do, I hope that the what we're gonna get now is Retro does a prime FPS Metroid game and Mercury Steam does a 2D classic camera Metroidvania game. Mm. I feel you can have those two teams just kind of like release consistent titles and not make us wait 15 years for a new 2d metroid game that's brand new and not a remake mm. just a thought speaking of brand new games we have yes. uh we have some info <laughs> on avowed here andy Ooh, this got me a little bit a little bit chubbed yes uh so this is coming from ign in the written downstairs. by cat bailey Yes. avowed reportedly has destructible environments and is quote deep into pre-production Mm. pre-production just to put everything into perspective that means Mm -hmm. they haven't made the game yet like the game hasn't been it's being planned Mm -hmm. okay a little more than a year since its original announcement which is scary uh we still know uh comparatively little about avowed the first uh, the new first RPG from Obsidian based in the Pillars of Eternity universe. However, a new report from Windows Central appears to shed light on the project, revealing that it will be that it's well into pre-production and that it will feature many elements Pillars of Eternity fans are familiar with. The report, uh, they reportedly include f- familiar spells such as Jolting Touch and uh, Fetid Caress, uh, as well as creating uh, creatures like the Zurips. Zarips? Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yep. Um, the re- a report repeatedly compares Avowed to Skyrim and Oblivion, describing it as undoubtedly Obsidian's take on the mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls. It may go as far as to include in, uh, destructible environments with fire spells leaving areas coated in flames. Oh, give it to me. It's reportedly in pre-alpha and is not p- yet playable. That's 
that seems like it's past pre-production then if it's in pre-alpha but what, right. maybe it's just semantics um mm-hmm. obsidian is said to be making steady progress um this is very exciting because these are the type mm-hmm. these are my favorite types of games Me the, too. One, the ones that are as deep as those uh isometric stat horror games those loot and stat mm-hmm. horror games but like 3d and fully immersive like that's what i look mm-hmm. for in in my rpgs now you know i had for the longest time i had no idea that, that this game was set in the pillars of eternity front universe that might be the first time i'm hearing that too right yeah. like i heard, i read about this a while ago but when it was first announced i was i had no idea that was the case then i was like oh shit i love pillars of eternity because that was like obsidian's take on Baldur's gate because right. that franchise went to poo kaka until it came back in part three, which is great. Um, but yeah, like I like this format of this universe. Like I'm, I, I enjoy fallout, but I'm all about magic and mages and spells and goblins and trolls and all that and spiders, skeletons and dragons, skeletons and, and, and spooky, spooky things. And, yeah, I am very much looking forward to this game when it comes out. Hopefully, I would, I would wager twenty twenty four is a good, could be a good year. Um, for this one, yeah, I, I I think that it's it's a great team. You know, like mm-hmm. I I I liked uh, Outer World, um, but something about that universe wasn't catching me like I hoped it would. Um, mm-hmm. it almost felt a little bit. And I hate to say this, but it felt a little rushed. Like mm-hmm. there was certain, right. there was something about it that just felt like it was very too familiar. Just put it that way. Like it was a little right. bit too samey. Cause you knew what they were, what they were trying to emulate. It was their own new Vegas, more or less. And it's like, Oh, it's sure. familiar. Like a warm bath that you slip into after a long day of work. Right. And I'm hoping with Avowed that they sort of kind of make it their take on a Skyrim. But now that your company, Umbrella, also owns Skyrim, it's got to be different than Skyrim. Yeah, so I'm hoping for that too, yeah. Just go crazy with it. Make it like, I would say even ask Bethesda, what's your Skyrim 6 notes? Can we look at those? All right, well, we won't do that. We won't do that. We'll do this other crazy shit instead. Make it different. I want I want two different kind of experiences. By the time this is out and Skyrim Six, right, which is due in twenty thirty, more than likely. For sure. Uh, all right, Andy, take us into the next. Uh, Ooh, this is this rumors. is weird. This is weird. <laughs> this is a confirmation of sorts of an unannounced remake. Mm-hmm. So we reported last week that Chinese studio Virtuous is working on, this is a rumor, of course, per VGC and other outlets, working on a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, which to me sounds great. One of the best games in the entire Metal Gear franchise. I want to see it made. Cool. Awesome. But it's just a rumor. Now you have a employee of Virtuous saying the lead programmer Ziyang Li mentioning on his LinkedIn profile that he's working on a AAA quality level art remake in 4K graphics that features set piece destruction 
Ooh. So we have the company that was rumored to be working on a remake confirming that they're working on a remake. Is that remake Metal Gear Solid 3? Could be. The timing feels very, very coincidental. Um, had the news of an MGS3 remake had broken after this LinkedIn profile thing, I would call bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it broke before. So I feel like this lends it more credence. Like, okay, yeah. you, you, someone told you that before and now it's on this guy's LinkedIn. That seems awfully like, yeah, this is... It's to move slightly more in the real column than it was a week ago. But you know, we shall see. Andy, this uh, this this next story should have been in the hype zone. No, because the hype zone. <laughs> there's like three news bits that are hype zone today. Yeah, your last one especially is like mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. But it's a silly week. But this ladies is and gentlemen, more silly. Go I ahead, hope so. you're sitting down. Because. <laughs> According to reports, Rockstar, 2K, right? Take mm-hmm. two, 2K, take two, whatever. Mm-hmm. Turns okay. out they like money. They do an awful lot. Rockstar could be set to place a premium price point on the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy remasters, according to a retail listing. <sighs> Retailer-based... Uh, retailer base.com is the first to open pre-orders for the definitive edition collection which includes enhanced versions of the ps2 games gta 3 vice city and san andreas and on the next gen consoles or new gen as we call it 70 dollars <laughs> andy wow full price 60 dollars on on last year here's here's what i'm oh, trying to understand my yes Are you trying to tell me that mm. the old gen consoles somehow can't do what the new gen consoles are doing for fucking PlayStation 2 games? Are you saying that an Xbox One and a PS4 can't run a PS2 game in 4K and 60 FPS? You know what this means, don't you, Andy? Is that what we're paying for? No. With this? Know yes. what that means what you're paying for andy is ray tracing <laughs> you're gonna get ray tracing on your slight on your upscaled 4k ps2 graphics <laughs> and it's gonna look beautiful even that aside steven how do you charge so much money i don't care I'm for not three buying playstation it. 2 games i don't care i'm not buying this is it. nintendo level scum is it pricing policy is it they're yes. kind of the most they're kind of the most popular games on the ps2 Right, and people and you're, and you're gobble them up. Bucks a piece. No, yeah, I can I can play them on my phone in better quality, probably. Oh, you don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. I'd rather put that money towards the Steam Deck and then pirate these three games when they come out. Arrgh. That's all I'm gonna do. Fucking people try to take my hard and cash from me. What did what games. did the pirate say on his 80th birthday? Are you in the Arr, matey? Are <laughs> matey? Get it? I'm eighty. I get it. Anyway, I get it, Steven. Fuck it. They're gonna charge money for it. Who cares? It's dumb. It's dumb. I don't Just, like it. Speaking of money, 
It's gonna sell a lot. <laughs> yeah, this is this is also weird. Right. Yo, China, China has no chill. No chill. China is like, listen, if we're gonna remake Metal Gear, we want to own part of a company that Konami is also involved with somehow. So Tencent has acquired 22% stake in Bluber team. Bluber team. They are now the largest stakeholder in the Polar Studio, having spent 77.6 million PNL, PNL, I don't know what currency that is, on Polish of its shares. Polish something. Yes. Polish um, monies. So, yeah, Tencent just keeps putting their hands in all the all the pots, all the things, and I don't like it. Here's what I don't understand. No. I don't I, I honestly I don't understand something. Okay. Like I know the point of owning companies like this is to do essentially hostile takeovers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they could hide a lot of their losses if they're spending you know, if they're diversifying, right? Like you could mm-hmm. you could basically write off a lot of loss, offset them. I know right. from that aspect why it would be good to diversify. Mm-hmm. They are a massive company. Mm. how are they making money and like i know as a as a person if you play money in the market and you get a return on that money you could withdraw the money keep your percentage of the company where it's at and just sell off profit is that what this what 10 cent is doing or are they just you know like i don't understand what they what they do when they own parts of a company I, I I sort of read this theory, which sounds kind of nutty, but hear me oh, out. What, what if Tencent is acquiring just enough majority stake in a company like a Bluebird? And then when someone comes along that wants to get the whole piece of the pie, it's like, all right, well, you got to you gotta like give me a decent price because, you know, right. I own most of the shit and you can't buy it without my say. So give me some really hard cash. It's an option. I mean, they own they own parts of Clay, Don't Nod, Platinum Games. They own all of Sumo Digital. So they're 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 in a lot of shit. They're yeah, and I'm wondering if having their toes in every you know in in basically every pool they could put their toes in is the right play because it's basically the opposite of what like Microsoft does, right? Like Microsoft mm-hmm. is like a hundred percent or zero percent. Well, yeah, because their intention is, I want to sell Game Pass and get right. subscribers, and you know, have games on our platform. That's to increase revenue. Right, and Nintendo is very similar, except Nintendo will will partner up, as will Sony. I mean, Microsoft right. partners up also, but I think I feel sure. like Microsoft is more likely to look ha- have a good relationship with a with a partner and then gobble that partner up. Sony's a little right. slower to do that, mm-hmm. um, and Nintendo is like super hesitant. Like they will not. They, I can't even think of the last time I heard Nintendo acquire so and so. Do you even recall that headline ever? Uh, no. Recently? The only last time I ever remember <laughs> a, any sort of controversy or whatever involving a, a a Nintendo Studio was when Microsoft bought Rare. Right. That was the only time right. I ever remember anything weird happening with what I thought was well, a Nintendo never, Studio. Yeah, because that was like a strict second party deal with Nintendo. Right. It's like retro. Retro has been making games for years and they never think to acquire them. But somehow retro, I feel, only does work for Nintendo somehow. 
and no one else bothers them for other projects. It, 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 it could just be. <laughs> Uh, it could just be a bandwidth thing, right? Like they could just have right. too many contracts. Like they have, they have right. big contracts. They don't have a huge, you know, staff uh, right. or a big enough staff to take on multiple uh, contracts like that. Like our friends yeah. or our friends at a, at a studio to be named that won't be named. Cause I think it's embargoed information. Um, yes. Yes. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, Tencent's just, scary. Ten, let me just put it this I way. Just, Tencent is scaring me because I don't understand how that end. I don't understand how how a major corporation diversifying in because they're not diversifying product. They're diversifying right. IP in pro in this in one product. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're in one major. Well, obviously they're in other major, but like the one that they they keep getting known for are the video game stuff and they're just continuing to buy little pieces here and there and i don't mm. know what the end goal is here um, yeah, no, didn't they I also get a huge chunk of um shit what is that fucking quantic dream i think so yeah yeah, yeah i think yeah, they yeah, did yeah that yeah. one too yep yeah, yeah so it's just like what is the end result in all this i don't know they but i may, don't like do they have any part i feel like they have a part of thq nordic i could be making yeah that up they in my could head. yeah I, I think they have like a part of something else i don't know it yeah uh i don't know well <sighs> listen this is the uh final story in the uh then uh the dual screens report see this is this what is I was telling you, this is almost hype this is hype worthy yeah, but i told you <laughs> this is good do we have we have plenty of animal lovers we do in the house plenty of animal lovers mm-hmm. but none love animals more than PETA. Mm-hmm. PETA is up in arms, ready to fucking blo- just come to blows with Far Cry 6 developers. Ready mm-hmm. to go. Because there is cockfighting in Far Cry 6. And it's not just cockfighting. <laughs> it's a full-on minigame. You gotta, you gotta read the quote. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's the quote quote. that says, the one says, yeah, the first line. Yep. (laughs) Turning a horrific blood, this is a quote, turning a horrific blood sport like cockfighting into a Mortal Kombat style video game match is a far cry from real innovation. And today's society is strongly opposed to forcing animals to fight to the death. Did they think the pun would work in their favor? (laughs) Like someone was like, oh, that's going to really stick it to Ubisoft. This is a far cry from real innovation. Um, PETA, I, 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 and I, there again, I am all about animal love and not treating animals cruelly and like torturing them. I get it. But in a game where you can blow people's heads off, Andy, you're missing the and point. And going. <laughs> Listen, I love you, but you're missing the point here. Congress has fought about how video games make children violent for decades. Mm-hmm. Obviously, where PETA is worried that this is going to teach chickens to fight and roosters to fight each other. Oh, my God. They're learning bad behavior Steven. from watching Mortal Cockfight. This is, this is it. That's what this is all about. Because it, they're teaching your young cocks how to wear sharp sharp claws and slice each other up 
Yep. And it's also, you know, getting Scorpion and Sub-Zero colors on them as well. Right. <laughs> um, PETA, it, I, I appreciate a lot of the work you do. I do. Mm-hmm. There has to be a point at which you decide that a battle is far too dumb to fight. Yeah, it's like it, it gets to a point where it's just cringy enough where you want bad things to happen to chickens just to piss off Peter. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. But what I will say is this makes me far less likely to to want to support PETA when they're doing something that isn't ridiculous. Right. Right. Like that, like it's the boy who cried wolf, you know, right. like it just fucking stop it. It's a video game. Right. We're not teaching our kids to go out and buy roosters and have them fight each other. It's a crime in the game. It's this, it's a, this, you know, it's funny kind of the way they parody fighting games, right. but it's not like, <laughs> it's i don't know i go to movie site movies uh uh sets and you know fight for the animal rights over there when when like dogs die on movie sets or horses <laughs> die on movie sets we, we go go do that like go ahead go do that or yeah. like real cockfighting go after right. the real cockfighting that's happening in the world now here's my my only concern this <laughs> is this is the one part i could side with Peta on what kind of research did the team do to understand cockfighting? Because clearly they had to have known that these cocks are dressed up like scorpion and so you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna watch a little bit of this, if you don't mind. Oh, it's it's hilarious, dude. It is fucking hysterical. They have to know something. And it's like we have games that are about hunting like based off of hunting brands like those cabela games right that exist and there's no humor it's just you and a gun and a poorly rendered deer that you're shooting at for sport and yet a fun cheeky cockfighting game in the far cry this is ridiculous Andy, because it's not even like they're they're doing Okay, well, some of the moves are, are realistic, but they're doing, like, wing attacks. Mm-hmm. And I know that they have their problem with Pokemon, too, so I'm not going to get into that. But this is, like... And Animal Crossing, for that matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is just silly shit. Even, and I think with... There's not even any blood. I think... They're just beating the hell out of each other. It's funny. I think with that exact phrase, silly shit, yeah. we should go into the we should go into the hype zone. Please do, Andy. I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm mesmerized by this because speaking of chickens, I want to know I want to know where the love is for horses because that My Little Pony brawler is out there. Okay. Yeah, that exists. Speaking of chicken, mm. this is the weirdest internet beef I've what ever the seen. fuck is this andy <laughs> i saw this today too and i'm like what is happening on the internet Go so ahead. kfc kfc gaming felt the need to tweet out a picture of left for dead alongside back for blood which is out now on game pass in case you're wondering so play that shit asap 
Every masterpiece has its cheap copy, mm-hmm. which is fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But then Total Rock Studios, the makers of Back for Blood, which is also has some team members for Left for Dead, so it's like whatever, had this to say. 11 herbs and spices and still no taste. <laughs> what in the actual fuck is happening on Twitter? Um, the, the best is, did you see what Grounded the Game said? Yes, they said, <laughs> I have it right here. They out here clearly forgetting what they did to Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> And you had like Insomnia Games chiming in. So many people were, were weighing in on this one stupid tweet. And there's like chicken gifts and Popeye's chicken sandwiches. And it just goes on and on. And the brain cells die a little bit more with each passing tweet. What? What? What prompted <sighs> this? What brought this upon the world? Is this just, I don't know what. They woke up today and thought, yeah, it's the thing that we all need in our lives right now. Insomniac Games says, hey, we think you're great to Turtle Rock. Yeah. Just, hey, we think you're great. (laughs) Well, because they made a good game. They made a good game. Uh, Yeah, that'll do it for the hype zone, Stephen. That was a lot of chicken. I I couldn't believe. And and you know what? KFC, as much as I would like to say that they're they shouldn't be an authority on video games they they do have a video game console out you know who doesn't turtle rock right but they also aren't an authority on chicken either so no but how, how, well how, how, how good are they with their gaming console so there's that that's true to consider that's true <laughs> that it, that is something that happened goodness gracious <laughs> wrong anyway yes Oh, yeah, and KFC has a video game, Colonel Sanders Dating Game. That's right, Miss Envy. Yeah, there's also that. There's also that. Um, that is going to do it for the show, Andy. That brings us to the end. We that got it. To the we very end. We nailed that, it. That was, that was a, we nailed this one like a split hog. We I did. still don't know what that we means. Did. And I don't want to Google it because I'm afraid. I'll do it for you. I think it, you... it was in Talladega Nights. Nailed it like a You nailed that hog. like a split hog. I don't know. Let's see what the meaning is. I'll tell you right now. Okay. Is it Urban Dictionary? Uh, more than likely. Okay. Please let me know. When you're when you're hog splitting, if you hit it hard enough to split in one go, you've nailed it. What is a hog splitting? Is it like an actual hog split? Like well, that's what I'm worried about. Imagine a log. Log. And it is Todd Digger Nights. That split was a hell log? of a grace. That was a hell of a grace, man. You nailed that like a split hog. It's hog, right? Like H-O-G? A, yeah, it is hog. But I'm saying like, is it like when you split logs? Like you're splitting an actual right. pig in half. Is that, what, is that what splitting is? Hog splitting. But it is wh- a why southern would you do that saying, to a hog? Before you cook it, you roast it on both. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Because you do. You you kind of you put when you split. wait. Okay, please confirm. This is the high quality content. Right. Control F hog. Miss Envy says it's a butcher thing. 
Right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like something with cutting a pig in half or cutting it in some way is splitting a hog. And if you do it in one go, you've nailed the hog split. Got it. So like it's, 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 it's like filleting yeah, it's a, a fish where you're like, Swah! right, right. Poor piggies. Poor piggies. We love we love pigs around here. They're the most intelligent creatures outside of dolphins. And very delicious. Yes, well. we understand that. But, you know, we love pigs. Right. Take us out of the pigs, show. Pigs are great. Please don't hate us, PETA. <laughs> please, please. No, please hate us, PETA. I don't mind that hate at all. We're, we're not we're not we're not cock or pig fighting around here. Mm-hmm. None of that happening here. Anyway, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, saying goodbye to you, Andy. Did you have a good show? Yeah, I'm I think some cockfighting right now. I, I almost went bed. into the intro again to the show. <laughs> I, I almost just started the a, show over again. A, a, a jump start for next week while <laughs> yeah. we're here. Uh, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just do it again, but with different oh, news. <laughs> folks, if you want to follow us, uh, follow us. Wow, what yes. is happening today? Hold on. I need a drink. This is what happens when I don't have my proper beverage. Right. Uh, but you had the grapefruit. You I did, but it, I, it's it's basically just water, though. It's not. It doesn't have the bubbles like I like it because the ice destroys it. I hate it. <laughs> follow us on social media we are at dual underscore screens i'm at batchel 27 andy's at pat sky perjure is at it's perjure and yes he will be making a return soon <gasps> soon soon uh you can also follow Corey at the grounded gamer grounded hit the follow button on twitch.tv slash dual screen streams hit the sub button on youtube.com slash dual screens tv thank you so much for watching and listening and as always Please be excellent to each other.